Day 32, Darkness Over the Land. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed. Luke chapter 23, verses 44 and 45. When God made the heavenly bodies, he declared, let them be for signs and to give light upon the earth. On the day Jesus was crucified, when the midday sun hid its face in shame and refused to perform its assigned task, it was indeed a sign. The son of righteousness himself, as the prophet Malachi had foretold, had been eclipsed by the sin of the world. And Catherine elaborated on that sign. She saw the whole cosmos from the little sparrows to the immense galaxies, injured and crippled by this assault on its creator and sustainer. If it is true that as St. Paul said, in him all things hold together, then surely at his death all things were falling apart. But there was more. The darkness, the visionary insisted, was also a mirror of the blackness that descended over the interior landscape of our Lord. To gaze on the deep murkiness that wrapped the land and the people was thus to catch a glimpse of the terrible abyss into which his soul was plummeting. Even so, the darkest hour is just before dawn, and this gloom was a sign as well that the dawn from on high was close at hand to give light, as the prophet said, to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. In that hour, our Lord prayed for God's will to be done so that even in the catastrophic darkness, the heavens might proclaim his handiwork, as the psalmist said. When darkness overwhelms our souls, Lord Jesus, shine your light down upon us. Illuminate our sins so that we can ask you to purge them and guide our way back into your loving embrace. The sun was suddenly darkened. I was lifted up from the earth and beheld the stars and the planets moving around out of their proper spheres. I saw the moon like an immense ball of fire rolling along as if flying from the earth. I was then suddenly taken back to Jerusalem, and I beheld the moon reappear behind the Mount of Olives, looking pale and full, and advancing rapidly towards the sun, which was dim and shrouded by a fog. The sky grew darker, and the stars appeared to cast a red and lurid light. I was taken into Jerusalem to see what was going on there. The inhabitants were totally overcome with terror and anxiety. The streets were dark and gloomy, and some people were feeling their way around, while others, seated on the ground with their heads veiled, struck their breasts, or went up to the roofs of their houses, looking at the sky, and burst out in bitter mourning. Even the animals issued mournful cries and hid themselves. The birds flew low and fell to the ground. The consternation produced by the sudden darkness at Mount Calvary was indescribable. Every sound ceased, each voice was hushed, 
and remorse and terror took possession of every heart. Stillness reigned around the cross. Jesus hung upon it all alone. His soul was overwhelmed with an indescribable feeling of bitterness and grief. Everything inside him was dark, gloomy, and wretched. Thus, the darkness that reigned all around him was only a symbol of the interior darkness he endured. Even so, our Lord turned to his heavenly Father. He prayed for his enemies. He offered the chalice of his sufferings for their redemption. He continued to pray as he had done during the whole of his passion, and he repeated the Psalms whose prophecies were at that moment receiving their fulfillment in him. The Dolores Passion This has been an episode of Lent, 40 Reflections and Mystical Revelations on the Passion, a podcast brought to you by TAN. For new episode notifications and to support this show and more great free content from TAN, visit LentPodcast.com to subscribe and use coupon code PASSION25 to get 25% off your next order including The Passion, Reflections on the Suffering and Death of Jesus Christ by Paul Thigpen, and countless more spiritual works to strengthen your faith and interior life. Thanks for listening.